Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, welcome to episode 464 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defia, otherwise known as Colin Frightening Ford. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And joining me in the uh, Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Apple Bobbing Banksy, will that be Alec Terrifying Turner? Good evening, everyone. Who seems to have arrived from Birmingham this this week? <laughs> We're all right. You are all right there. Yes. All right, good evening. <laughs> yeah. Happy uh, Founders Day. <laughs> uh, that sounded more like a scouser, actually. <laughs> Doing the tour of the counties here. We've got our head of death and disaster, Ben Monstrous Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Aid Levice. Yeah, hello. We have our undead liaison officer, that be Claire Ghostlygood, otherwise known as Commander Psychit. That's me. I did, yeah, three. Hi. Happy hello. We also have our, our zombie tech Nessie. That's the Chris Mark Four. Is he still with us? Hello. Oh, good, you are. I didn't know whether or not you'd been, you had actually been resurrected or, or, or you were still going to stay in the ground. I didn't let him leave. I used my necromancy um, powers and I rolled really well and he's still here. Yeah, so is this the same one where five questions? Five questions. I was just going to ask him that. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not speak with dead. How dare you? How yes, dare we are you? still playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? Or, du- or just Dungeons and Dragons. Both of those are applicable for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need to get you guys in a game. Oh, dear. If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game. Are we hanging out in game? We are. I, I am in, I am in game. I'm doing the... I'm I'm in the CG place, waiting for Chris to come and join me. Lovely. Uh, right. That's where you can join us. If you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio. 
or go to YouTube, Facebook, XE Twitter EX. We're there. Enjoy. So we'll go around the team this week, this Halloween. I'm hoping that we're not going to get any more trick-or-treaters because there's been an absolute mad rush of them. And I'm the only one in the house, so I'm scared. Um, Turn all your lights off, just hide. <laughs> pretty much. There's a, there's, a, there's a bowl of sweets outside the front door saying, this is it. <laughs> any, more, anything else. any more than you start putting fruit and bananas in and they just stay well clear of the house. Um, <laughs> right, so let's go around to everybody else. Uh, let's go, Claire. How's you, the, you Hi. on this um, Halloween? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I... Uh, have I been out of the house this week? Probably not. I've done, I've been, um, it's been a bit, it's been a bit dreary and wet. And oh, it? it's, it's not been, it's not been the best weather. Um, so um, I've not, I've not done a, a huge amount like away from in the digital space. Um, but I've, I have, what I have done is I have done three different Halloween looks this um this uh year and i'm doing another one on thursday well i say just doing another one on thursday um and i am i i'm spent as far as like halloween looks are concerned but it's been so much fun it's just been really really fun doing like little mini micro cosplays and things like that it's i love it I love it so much. Um, I love this time of year. It is my favourite time of year. It is the reason that my wedding anniversary is at the weekend. And um, I, yeah, I, I just this this year, this this year and this time. Um, the clocks went back, didn't they? It did. Yeah, that was shit. Yeah. My favourite day. That was hour. awesome. I had an extra hour in bed. Yeah, but then it gets dark at the end. But it gets dark early, and it I don't like it. Early. Uh, yeah, no, but it I'm not awake to see that. Alex. That sounds like a you problem. Well, it is a me problem. It's specifically a me problem. That's why I'm saying I don't like it. Um, but um, aside from that, game wise, I've been um, uh, again. I really, really like three specific games, but I'm nearly at the end of Cyberpunk, which mm. means. When I finish Cyberpunk, I'm going to move on to doing the whole of the Mass Effect trilogy, which I'm really excited about because I've only... Remastered, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only played a little tiny bit of the first Mass Effect, and I know the first Mass Effect isn't as good as the other two, arguably... I think it's, I think Mass Effect One's got the best story. I think I think like from I've heard from a story basis that's why you need to play it is to get like the story in the background and all of that kind of shit. But from a, um, a gameplay perspective, it's not as enjoyable as the subsequent two games. Completely so true. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But I'm also really not looking forward to ending Cyberpunk because. That's been it's been a really, really fun ride and a really emotional journey. So um yeah, I don't like finishing games, I think I've realized, and it may they make me emotional, especially when they have really good stories. So I'm probably gonna weep all the way through Mass Effect as well. Two oh. thumbs up. And I've been doing yeah, a bit of Elite need. Dangerous and stuff here and there. Yeah. Just flying must, about Galaxy in it. I must admit, when I hear the phrase Joker, let's go. Uh, as far as Mass Effect's concerned, yes, you can feel I can feel things bubbling up, which you don't really want to. Um, right, Alec. Hello. How have you been? I've been all right. I have 
locked the front door, turned out the lights, and started eating the sweets myself. <laughs> so there. <laughs> yeah. And yes, the clock went back, and yay. I quite like uh, walking to the station in the daylight. Boo. I don't like walking home in the dark. Um, mm. Yay. The real time is now in sync with the in-game time, which I quite yeah, like. Yeah, that's a very valid point. Yeah, but that's useful. Boo. But boo, every Thursday morning until the spring, I now have to stop playing at seven in the morning, which makes me sad. Is that when you were actually playing at, at that early in the morning? I play from five until about quarter past seven normally. But oh, in the winter, hell. I have to cut my game short by 15 minutes, which always makes me sad. Uh, yes, what else? Um, blah, blah, blah. On uh, on Friday, I went to the theatre with my son. So my son goes to a, a group on a Monday night and they occasionally ra- arrange um, outings. They go to a local village hall and do stuff, um, but occasionally they arrange outings and we sign up for them to support the group. And we signed up to go and see Frankie's guys at the St Albans Theatre. And I didn't really know what I'd signed up for. And then about an hour before we were due to go, I thought, I suppose I'll have a quick Google and see what the hell this Frankie's Guys things is. Uh, and I don't know if anyone knows, but it is basically a Frankie Valley, a Frankie Valley and the four tops, four seasons, four tops, I want to say, um, sort of a tribute night. So, so it, it's more or less a boy band singing Frankie Valley songs for two hours. Um, so so those it seems like they're all very high pitched songs so there's such classics as um walk like a man talk like a man oh, there's um oh, baby, baby, baby. yeah all of those um absolute torture 2 hours of unremitting torture which both me and my son hated from start to finish but we did get an no. ice cream and a, <laughs> but we did get an ice cream and a coke so Actually, do you know what? I'm lying slightly. We were tapping our toes towards the end. The first half was was torture, but then it, it, it won us over. That sounds like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, it was, absolutely. <laughs> it was totally Stockholm Syndrome. I'm sure they're very good. A lot of people seem to really enjoy themselves, so there you go. Uh, what else? I have been buckyball racing mostly. I, I jumped into Shamash and did the ghost log hunting down uh and i got um i can't decide if this is a cunning joke by frontier or whether i'm just reading too much into this but having read the logs about all the people going on murder sprees i got murdered by um some gankers and i thought this is really funny <laughs> frontier encouraging everyone to go to a place in open well, they don't encourage you to go in open but they're encouraging everyone to go to this system and spend lots of time in supercruise reading logs about how people have gone on murder sprees, and then you get murdered by gankers. It's it's hilarious, I thought, or, anyway. Or the murders for the gankers. It, well, it's hilarious for everyone if you see the joke, I think. <laughs> and then Buckyball. Yes, I am uh, smashing into penal colonies, which is incredibly hard to say. Um, Directly, yes. And and discovering how to um, inject myself into Mitterrand Hollow's Super Cruise orbit smoothly, gracefully, and quickly without getting too fast for orbital cruise, which is very difficult, but quite fun. Uh, cue any inserting and penile colonies here. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd throw in a bit of penile and insertion just on the off chance that somebody wanted to run with it. Mm. I was muted. I'm so sorry. Um, 
I've been inserting my penile colonies into Mitrand Hollow's. Incredible. No, I've, 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 I've run dry at the last minute. Oh, Have I just sure into Mitrand's Hollow? You can get tablets for that. It's okay. You'll get there, Alec. <laughs> oh, boy. We're still oh, really young and cool, so it's okay, eh, Chris? <laughs> yeah, with Chris. Chris. Okay, Chris. Let's let's hear what you've been up to, apart from being on the radio. Oh well, speaking of of being really really cool, um, last week was ridiculously busy work wise. However, at the weekend, I took play uh, took part in Eurobismal. It was Eurobismal weekend. I was representing France. We did not win. Um, <laughs> the overall winner in the end was, I believe, checks notes, uh, Sweden, who won. Abba. ABBA won Eurobismal. No way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wait. <laughs> who who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? There was me like looking around for like really unobvious French acts to, to put on, and ABBA won for Sweden. <laughs> I think I played it wrong. Um but yeah, had a had a really good night doing that on uh, Saturday night. So well done to to Grant and, and everyone that was involved putting that together because uh, uh Psycho Cow for putting that together. Because uh, it was a really good show, really, really well done, and uh, fun had by all, even though the French were robbed, um, I think, in my opinion. By ABBA. By ABBA. <laughs> That's the equivalent of you go to, you, we finally qualify for the World Cup, and then we're drawn, as usual, with Blumen, Germany, and Brazil in our qualifying group, as usual. I mean, that that was the Rugby World Cup for Scotland, wasn't it? it was, we ended up with all the... <laughs> We ended up with all the big teams, but I, I did. France did finish in the in the good side of the table. We ended up in the upper half of the table, so I, I wasn't disappointed with my my first Eurobismal. Uh, so, it, to be honest, Chris, it's sounding not so much like you was rubbed, but you gave up. Rubbed. <laughs> no, no. We'll talk, we'll, let me talk about people who gave up on that. I had Belgium. And I, oh God! So right, I had Belgium. So I literally submitted um uh what's the what's the name of the the song the Pretenders uh, two thousand two thousand miles and the Christmas song. I submitted a Christmas song for a Halloween event. Um and. To the extent that all I did was just send a play to Grant. Grant, I've totally forgotten all about it. I was going to send this song. And he wrote me a blurb. He did the whole, he did. He um, found a video for me. He did all of it. So thank you, Grant, for allowing me to participate. And I couldn't even go there. <laughs> Bloody, um, I was busy on Saturday night, so I didn't watch it. So I'm really sorry. And I know I didn't win because I, Belgium were robbed by ABBA, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Blame Abba. I, I think it's Abba's fault. That's uh, so that's what I'm going with. Instant, yeah. Incidentally, the only decent song that apparently came out of Belgium is "Pump Up the Jam" by Technotronic. So right, I should have gone with that. I realise now, but it was a film music. It was specifically film music. So um, I don't, I don't think that Spaced has got a movie because that's the only one that I really remember. The only TV show that I remember "Pump Up the Jam" being in. So um, I just went with a movie that's definitely set in Belgium. That I knew was definitely set. That is, in... it's like a one-legged man in an arse kicking contest, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. The only arse that is getting any action in that instance is your own. <laughs> oh, and man. and we've just spoken about penetrating a penal colony. <laughs> these these jokes write themselves. 
Ah, dear, right. Um, oh, yeah, Ben, next. Uh, so, right, I've, I've been doing stuff around the CG, and I've been yeah, enjoying murdering fellow humans, and that's always good. Yeah. I don't know if they are human now, but, you know, they were once upon a time. Um, They're ravages now. Yeah, in other space game, I uh, had a lot of fun doing a community event which culminated in a in a combination of playing Simon Says, um, which was that was fun. Um and then, you know, we we're trying a spot of formation flying, and then basically chicken whilst some of your so called friends go and bomb one of the most expensive ships in game. Um so that that was a fu- that was a fun evening. Um I sounded that sounded so sarcastic when I said that. It really was fun. We did enjoy ourselves. <laughs> um, apart from that, I've also I've been starting a Dark Urge uh, playthrough in in Fantasyland, and I, I have to actually I'm confused because you know I've kicked a squirrel, and but I, I've done a lot less murdering than I was expecting to. Okay, so that's entirely on you. Well, I've, I've gotten a you lot can, less optional murders as well. You can murder as many people as you want. You oh, just have you to always kick on them and murder them. Yeah, I mean, okay, no, do, I, I, I've done, I have done some like that. Do, do, do some light murder. Lot, yeah. Just do some light murder. Um, 10 out of 10 can recommend. Yeah, I mean, I've, I have done some light murder, um, yeah. including of some people who may, may or may not deserve it. I've done Good. a lot more preemptive murder, shall we say? Perfect. That's, uh, that's you know, like I, I go in and I go in and have a cup of tea and kill everybody who's there. Yeah, that's, that sounds, uh, that sounds that, great. That, yeah, that, that sounds, sounds great. fine. That sounds sounds um, great because you know because you know uh, that in the end of the day they're bad guys and they deserve to yeah. be murdered. It's um, not how I'm doing it. I'm just killing but, people and it's not fun. But I was just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really was. I'm, I'm approaching the end of Act One in that. And I was expecting more, more murder. Um, I've also been playing. I'm playing a bard with that, and I've been playing my musical instrument. And I, I, I want to try and find. I need to try and find out how to get everybody else in my team. Give them to, an instrument. I've given them an instrument, and they don't fucking join me. You no 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 no. You need to get them to perform. You oh. need to click on the on. It's in. It will so, be in your okay, hotbar. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I'll send you a screenshot later. I, I loved it I, I, during the tiefling party. You know, and actually, no, the best one was during when I went off to the goblins, and I started playing up 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 on a what looked like a bonfire, mm-hmm. and like all these goblins came along, and we had a party. It was awesome. Brilliant! All of the NPCs the, came along, not your controlled characters, right? Yes. Yeah. So you need to control your characters <sighs> to make them to do things. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but I've been, I've been enjoying that, and it sounds really fun. So basically, you're just murdering music. Is that what you oh, say? No, I'm not murdering music. I, I'm rocking the music. Um, my Will, when he played, he's murdering music. Um, and so also, funny. if, if, if so any funny. little shits come and, jo- come and knock on my door tonight, I have some extra hot crisps and some chilli and lemon Bombay mix if they want to try any. That sounds nice. It is, actually. Um, it, is, it is surprisingly nice. As long as you can mute oh, the and rustle, some, that's great. Yeah, and, and, and I've got some blue cheese. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Not that off on your bingo card, folks. Yeah, let's get that one off your bingo card. Right, let's have a look. I have been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous in the virtual reality headset. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. 
it's nice to actually blow up humans for once. <laughs> I forgot what it's like it's that long ago. Nice. Um, with your with your lovely graphics card and, and nice uh, VR headset, have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any um, kind of issues like flashing asteroids or things nope. still still in Odyssey? Nope. No, good, nope. good, 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 good. All all I've been doing is I've been looking at this and uh, admiring how even in the Python has what looks like wonderful Corinthian leather <laughs> over the over the surface at the front. I'm awesome. thinking, oh, that needs a bit of a that that needs treating with some um, some moisturizer. <laughs> I've got to be careful now. <laughs> but um yeah, what I have been doing is I think I've been downloading every single game on Steam and then playing it at max resolution. <laughs> Just to see what it looks like. Just to see how much it looks and what's I will the have best to... looking game you've played? Oh yeah, um, that's a great question. Well, there's obviously Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk um twenty seventy seven looks amazing. Uh, especially with the ray trace switched on. Uh, and uh, surprisingly, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. It was it was a bit clungy first time I I, I played that because the, the, uh, it didn't seem like the textures popped at all. But this one, uh, now that it's been fully upgraded, um, oh, yes. And I'm, I just wiped all my saves. I'm starting right from the scratch because uh, I just want to take the whole thing in. And the just falling in love with these characters again because, and the worst thing about that is that I don't want to fall in love with them because I know what's going to happen and it's going to break me. So yeah, yeah, but that's what makes right. Okay, okay, but that's what makes video games amazing. Is there are some absolutely incredible, incredible oh. stories out there, and I know and um, what... emotions. I know, and one of the worst ones, or the best ones rather, or the ones that I got the worst reaction to was Final Fantasy XV, which I downloaded and re- redid the uh, resolution on that. And I'm there going, I, ooh, I'll end up sp- play, doing yet another playthrough of it. I just know it. Uh, so, yeah, I've been, I've been reminiscing about games that um, I have completed and I don't really should be doing games that I bought and not started yet, but, you know. But yes, back to Elite Dangerous. I've been I've been really enjoying shooting things and jumping up spires and and uh, yeah. So so I guess that's everybody. Um, you get vertigo standing on the spires in VR. Uh, actually, there is a touch of it. You don't get full proper vertigo. It's not like you know walking the plank. Yeah. <laughs> but even even that bit where it fills the screen. If you can just, if you just focus in the center of the screen, yeah, you do get a, a sense of vertical. And I it's, thought about. I need to go and try the spires in VR. I hadn't thought of that. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's obviously, if you're in your um, SRV and you look at the side and you see look at look all the way down, yeah. that yeah. is when you get the full. Oh, we are so high up. Oh, of course, yeah, because um, uh, yeah. it's not proper VR on foot, is it? No, it's not proper VR on foot, but when you are in your SRV, because obviously you can't do it in your ship, but when you you look at the side, you, you drive your SRV up to the edge of the platform on the side, and you look over, and you know, you've it's like the Italian job, you've got three wheels on the platform, <laughs> yeah, three wheels off, and then look down, uh, yes, um, brown flight suit moment, I think, especially if you suffer from vertigo. <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, it's um, wonderful 90 frames a second and, and uh, smooth as butter. So, nice. yes. Something for you tr- to try, Colin, while you are on foot in VR or in your, mm. uh, or in your buggy, mm. go into the debug cam. Oh, that yes, works. I've seen that. That works very well in VR. It does. It does work very well in VR. And, uh, yeah, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have, who want a VR on-foot experience do that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that it's not practical yeah. to do it. It's not you practical know, for shooting things, but for no. playing the game. For, if for other if, things, it's fine. Yeah, for other things, it's fine. It's It's just sometimes you just think, oh, it wouldn't have taken that much. But then... One of the things I have been doing this week is I've installed the Wave SDK, which for the for the headset, which is the mm-hmm. the uh, and I didn't realize this, both the Quest and um, the Vive both run on Android. Yes, and um, and I've got I've got the SDK for it, so I've been trying to run demos and things like that in it, and okay. I'm beginning to understand how difficult it is to program a VR game. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I've been looking at. And <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, walking around the room is going to be fun on that. Mm. So uh, moving on, let us quickly touch on the development news that we've got this week, which is quite unfortunate, really. Um, Sally has announced that she's leaving Frontier at the end of this week, so this will be the first week in in November. Uh, she love. She's moving on to pastures new. She says she's really excited about her opportunities, um, and uh, she's really, um, oh, how shall I put it, excited. And she says that we are the best community ever, which is really nice. Um, what a legend! One hundred and eighty yeah. messages of farewell so far on that forum thread. I know. I You're know. A it's Sally. I know it's just a bit sad that she's going, really. Um, yeah. 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 Um, of course, as soon as she's done that, there's been stuff on Reddit and, you know, YouTubes and things like Game's that. Game's definitely dead now. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Exactly. And that's the proof. That's the proof right there. Yeah. But I, I'm going to miss the show notes. Uh, sorry, the, the patch yeah. notes and those kind yeah. of things. And, yeah. Uh, the fact that she, <laughs> she's got a, a sense of humour that I think everybody appreciates. Um, yeah, they're so, yeah. going to be uh, sadly missing a sort of presence on the forum, actually, because Sally was um, quite, you know, prominent mm. in, in being the voice that would chip in and calm things down and, you know, add a bit of humour and a bit of twist to things. And Yeah, I mean, does anybody have their favourite Sally moment? Oh, dear. Good hugs. Good, good hugs. hugs. At I was going to say good hugs. Yeah, because my favourite Sally has to be you know, how tiny Sally is whilst holding a very large auto cannon, Gatling gun, whatever. Oh, I missed that. When, that was um, that was a Lavecon. Yeah, yeah. Lavecon late in the evening with um, li- with Little Willie. Yeah, that that Gatling gun was was hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, well, let's face it, that Gatling gun was as big as Sally. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, sort of. Uh, me and Sally were at one Lavecon. We just sat down and we were painting. Uh, miniatures at one point, which was really nice. That's one of the reasons she got a pink cobra out of that. That was one of the 3D printed cobras that uh, she painted pink. So I think that's where the pink wafer started to come from. But uh, that was nice. Um, yeah, so Sally will be missed. Um, it'll be interesting to see who the lineup will be for the next um, Frameshift Live. 
Yeah, won't it? Mm-hmm. Has, maybe, um, has maybe Paul Bruce will be back. ever done a live appearance? Yes. Oh, Not he has. For, okay. um, I don't know if he's... I think he has done like maybe a couple for Elite, but yeah. he's definitely been on Warhammer streams. I feel like I've um, got this impression that he's not keen on being a a, a front facing CM. Where have I got that from? I'm sure I, d- I, got I that. don't. I don't know. I know he's definitely been on um, been on Warhammer streams, but I don't okay. know. Um, I, I I've not seen him very often on um, on Elite ones, but I suppose when when you have Sally there. And Arthur, who is just like a consummate showman, um, whether than if, if they're both available, yeah. if there's a necessity, yeah. I um, see. But I'm, I'm, I think he's brilliant. I love Paul. Paul did a Paul's um, Paul's had a wonderful weekend. <laughs> um, he had a wonderful weekend at MCM where he dressed as a um, as a mind flayer, and then he got um, a photo opportunity with the whole cast of Critical Role. So Paul, I lived vicariously through Paul this um, <laughs> this weekend. Um, so that yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, uh, so it, it it would be nice to see more of Paul on um, on yeah. some live streams. I think. How yeah, many have we got? Um, one or two more this year. So in November, I'm with you in November one, I guess. Yeah, November, November, November should be. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just a just a five minute aside for myself. Then, um, did anybody else see the critic the live critical role? Yes. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I watched the first half at two o'clock in the morning on Thursday because I hate myself. Um, and then I watched the second half on um, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and then watched it again. Um, so good. Have you seen the MCM panel? Not yet. No, I've, oh, I've just got well. my way through. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, again, back to Dungeons and Dragons for a bit there, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's but... fine. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> so, back back into space. Um, so, um, yeah. I'm afraid that's all the development news there really is. I mean, uh, we do... As usual, we know that the, I guess, 17.1 comes at the end of November. And yeah, do you, do you guys think that's it for this year? Probably. Mm. Yeah. 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 Quite possibly, I guess. Mm. Well, we'll just have well, to wait. Ex- except, of course, for the um, exciting conclusion of their um, ongoing investigation into what, what the feature update will be, which ah. I'm not holding my breath for. Yeah. Mate, well, we might get a post about it at the end of the year. About we've like we've had a look at it. We think we're gonna um, scrap it. I think we're gonna we're gonna not not scrap it, but I think we're gonna delay it until um, mid year next year. <laughs> well, anyway, we will uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later. Um, so the community news. Well, what has the community been up to this week? Well, again, it's going to be a little bit of a sad news here because um, Down to Earth Astronomy is shutting down his gaming channel. Um, he says he's shutting it down in two months. Uh, the main reason for this is that he says that he wants to move his focus back to proper space stuff on uh, cosmic curiosity in the new year. Uh, and he feels that he can't devote enough time to both game channels. And yeah, it's understandable because um, there's, <laughs> there's a reason why I don't do top shift as much as I, I, I can. is because I don't have enough time. As much, you know, I'll end up doing too much editing and not enough playing, which is not really the point. Yeah, but no, it's fair enough. It's um, 
going back to his, you know, his namesake, really, which is which would be nice mm. to hear. I, I've not really seen him do much science stuff, and I gather he's spent five years in academia, really studying astrophysics. So it'd be quite interesting to see what he has to say. Yeah, I mean, t- t- to be honest, I mean, as that as we've got a kind of a bit of an overlap, passing interest in astronomy, I'll probably ch- uh, subscribe to his new channel anyway. But uh, yeah, and again, uh, what with him saying that uh, that the Doom Mongers all came out again. Oh dear! Is this, it's just no funny. Yeah, I mean. Hey, you know what? At least people are talking about elite, in the right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a whole raft of videos for people to look at and 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 talk about. Um, who put up the spare the best space game in the galaxy you've never played? From Me, Breaking I World? did. I'm I'm seeing quite a lot of these. It, mm. uh, this must be the third or fourth of these kind of videos, maybe even fifth I've seen in, in like the past fortnight, which is people that are sort of, you know, I've not particularly seen showcasing Elite or making hundreds of Elite videos before or, or, or that have made some in the past, sort of coming back or coming to it fresh and saying, hey, there's this great game out here called Elite Dangerous. Um, so, yeah, it's just another really nice sort of positive, encouraging Hey, look, everyone! There's this fantastic game out there called Elite Dangerous, it's, and it's—I'm um, shouting all of those out because I really like them. And yeah, I think this is good because it's basically—it's it's essentially um, people coming in as a using Starfield basically like a gate a gateway drug. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's the, a good way of putting it. Yeah, you, you've got all this information that Starfield went and generated, and then you know everyone's going, "Okay, that's that's that. What next?" And they're like, well, hey, come and look at this, kiddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on over here and have a look at a proper space game where you can yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Starfield is on my to-do list, but I've, and it'll probably be next year before I get around to it. Yeah, don't rush. <laughs> That's the impression I get. Don't rush. It's, it's still got things that they need to do to it first. Um, yeah, so... We've got a Breaker of Worlds video. There's another one of these, which is Why Elite Dangerous is an Amazing Game by uh, Spectre Elite. Again, was this you, Alec? Yeah, it was indeed, yeah. Just another um, showcase for Elite from, uh, you know, somebody that's newish and excited about it. So, um, yeah, it's great. I threw both of those in. And uh, uh, shall I plough on a bit? Yes, plough on. Well. Um after that, I also threw this in. I spotted this on the forum. Uh, it's quite a nice little short video of an event that took place. It's called the Dark Peak Race by um, IREA. Uh, the video is actually on Black Sparrow's YouTube channel, but it's um, it's a short video of a of a community event uh, where I think they were basically having a race up a mountain in SRVs and also with sort of fighter support and things. It looked like uh, a lot of fun was had um and i just want to i I sort of like shouting out things like this this was from the um so this is the independent russian explorers association who apparently are a sister of the independent explorers association um i gather he did put invites in a number of different community discords i didn't pick up on this i mean being it was an srv race up a mountain i think i'd have been all over (laughs) if i'd heard about it um so anyway it's been and gone but i just thought um I'd sort of mention them, yeah, the Independent Russian Explorers Association and and their sister group, the IEA, um, and maybe go and encourage them to put on more events because uh, I think we all love this sort of stuff. Mm, very much so. 
And then the next thing, I, I'm i going to come back to this in a um, future episode of Lave Radio, probably next week, um, once the Buckyball's out of the way. But this looks incredibly interesting to me. Um, it's on EliteDangerous.com, the, the French, or .fr, probably, actually thinking about it. What's the URL? I can't remember. It, it'll it's be .fr. It is. Okay. Elite Dangerous Adventures. Um, I need to try it, I think, to give it true, you know, proper full justice. But um, it's something that I dabbled with years ago when I got a bit disappointed with the sort of um, proc gen mission system and thought, well, surely we could we could write, you know, nice scripted stories. And I, I what I did was completely lame, to be honest, but it was like, a, it was a little story. Uh, I wrote a bit of a script, a bit of a storyline. I had some interesting screenshots and things. And the way it played out, because I didn't know anything about JSON log files or, um, you know, those kind of status files that Elite update, the API stuff. Um, the idea was that you would you would email me or message me on the forum and say, I'd like to do this adventure. And then I would send you part one of the story and it would lead you somewhere. And then you had to take a screenshot to prove you got there and then send me the screenshot. And then I would send you the next part of the story and so on and so on. Um, I, I only got a couple of tests. I mean, obviously it didn't, it didn't work because it could be days before I noticed my inbox. And so it didn't work dynamically. But I love the idea of being able to you know, script something more exciting. And these guys seem to have run with this big time. So um, they have done, um, it, it started out in French, but they're translating more of it to English now, I believe. They have a whole um, catalogue of different adventures you can do. Um, you Apparently, I think it does tie into to some of the API stuff. They've got um, a, a voice-acted sequences like little clips you play at certain points in your adventure uh, i believe you get points um i don't know if that's based on time or how many of the adventures you do or how well i think there's puzzle solving elements to their adventures um so i am absolutely going to give those a try and then report back but it, it looks super exciting colin didn't you do something a little bit along these lines as a website once upon a time um ED bounty hunting and other stuff or something like that. There was the ED uh, WTRB website, nice ah. rolls off the tongue, that was we supposed to be, so. which was supposed to allow commanders to help wing up. So, you know, you would look for a commander. But the, I'd also put in bounty hunting things where you could actually assign, assign a bounty to a registered another registered commander, but it never took that. off. Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. You, could you use the, the framework of that site to automate what Alex do, Alec is doing. Well, it's um, not me. What Alec was originally doing via oh, email. I'd so have I to look into it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like there's a heck of a lot of crossover. Yeah. But then again, if these French really guys are doing it, idea. then it's, awesome. Yeah. The adventures they put together, I, I, I didn't want to spoil it for myself too much. No. I, sort of, I had a quick glance, and it looks really exciting. So, um, oh. yeah. Well, uh, that sounds actually quite intriguing really uh chris um, i was just i was about to say what you've just said colin it sounds oh. fascinating it's kind of one of those ones where the community steps in where you know maybe there's there's a sort of gap in the market for a bit of like a narrative driven story element and they're able to build it using you know some of the tools that have been put in game and 
some of the functions that other people have built on. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible what some folk are able to make uh, with Elite and and the access to the yeah. the journal files. I mean, and things. It's I started thinking. I mean, I don't. I, I, with Razafrag, who I know is, I think, is in chat, who's done ED Copilot. So, so if you think mm-hmm. of the time trial stuff, which isn't just SRV, you can do you can do ship based time trials as well, where it registers a waypoint when you you land at a station. You know, you could imagine some sort of very neat automated system where you the adventure starts and you get a bit of um, intro text which is read out to you, and then mm-hmm. it which is basically a time trial does anyway, you know, the ones I've put together basically say, make sure you're heading towards the next spire and then jump off the ramp. Well, there's no reason why the instructions couldn't be, uh, we've, you know, one of our colleagues has gone missing. We want you to head out to this system and investigate what happened. And then when you get there, it could trigger and automatically read the next bit of the story. And I don't know, there are really exciting possibilities. You can do a thing in a place in the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's good stuff. Excellent. Um, well, the next thing up is um, the good old High Wake, who've <laughs> come out with a, uh, a a new Elite Dangerous video called Booze Cruise. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet, but I bet it I'll went up like really, really recently. I think it went out today. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's one of the things I can do now. I, I can actually drink again. I'm off the painkillers. So <laughs> I'm almost fully rearmed. Uh, oh, and another thing. This only was published, I think, two hours before the show, or maybe three. Um, the Escapist have done uh, an article on Elite Dangerous, uh, an eight-minute-long video, um, basically covering the Salome incident. It's good wow. that they're it's good that they're hot off the press with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of these things um, uh, where they do retrospectives of all of old gaming stories literally of old gaming stories uh, so yeah the, you know they've covered stuff like the Leroy Jenkins stuff and things like that but you know uh, this is the time when obviously <laughs> uh, Drew flew slow, uh, this is Salome character and um, yeah, it didn't go to plan so yeah have you watched it is it I wouldn't mind oh yeah I've watched it I've watched it they've got a couple of things wrong but you know it doesn't really matter but it is quite funny in the end it it was humorous it was well you know um, the 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 style that they've got that they do of the of um, with the stick figures it very much reminds me of oh the style from uh, Prison Architect yeah basically Uh, now moving on from there Yes, Commander Scorpius. He's been reanimating again. And his latest seven-minute epic is called The Collision Event. Uh, now, I went and saw this today, and I am so impressed with the way he's got his, the animations working. They're really, really up there at professional levels, I think. I mean, when, it, when I go back and look at the old Jerry Anderson, um, the Captain Scarlet's with the, the CGI ones, um, I'm looking at that and thinking... He's he's doing a a good enough job, and that's done by proper animators, as well. So you know it's <laughs> well done, Scorb. He's so good. Yeah, he's also probably according to um, Apathis, uh, he's also put a video out on how he actually manages to do this. Um, and so yeah, I think that's next on my list because that's off the possibilities. <laughs> he's uh, churned. This churned is the 
terrible word to use. I'm so sorry, Escorbius, because <laughs> these are works of art. But he's made this one quite quickly because I believe he spent months on the previous one. So um, I wonder if he's got into the flow of it now and is able to produce these a little bit quicker. Yeah. That was it. Zero punctuation. The, the escapist yeah. animation is in exactly the same style as zero, uh, zero punctuation, little begin. Okay. Sorry, yeah, it's sorry same, for it's that. It's the same company. Yeah. But it's not Yahtzee do, that's doing it. No. It's somebody else. Okay, so we've got Psychit. You've, yeah, you've yeah, yeah, I just thought I'd, I just thought I'd, thought I'd chuck this in there because um, I I actually edited something rather than just whacked up a rod. Um, it's a little. I did I did the Halloween event um, like last week, and it was really fun. Um, the like the concentrated things with all the noises and all of the other stuff. I just put put together a bit of a highlight of the thing, and if you haven't done it, feel free to go and watch that because I've included pretty much everything that I needed to. Yeah, I, I will have to watch that because I, I did it and then I accidentally deleted half my log files. <laughs> it, it, it's re- it's a really, f- it, I really enjoyed myself. So two dos thumbs up. Mm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed doing it. And I was like deliberately saving all of the audio files. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, play. Okay. Oh, one was awesome. Play. Shit, I deleted it. No, don't they all go in the codex? Yeah, but still some of them are being. They do and they some don't. of them are overwriting other places. I, under, I understand. Yeah, yeah it, it's not reliable. That's that's been mm. plagued, hasn't it, with them not working properly? These logs. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a shame that. Yeah, very much a shame. Um, right, Alec, the Buckyball results. Oh, yep. Obviously, so it is ongoing. It runs until Sunday midnight. Um, mentioned it last week and i've been doing it now it is really fun it's it's really easy like um you can do this in well under 20 minutes like sort of unlimited times of 15 minutes um it's very nice actually because i'm using um ed copilot which among other things sort of says things like it's been 15 minutes since you were last in this system i actually kind of know when i'm on a good run if it's like if it's you know if i get back to the start system and it's saying it's been 14 minutes since you were last in this system it's like yes 14 i'm on a good one here i really should use live split but i don't but anyway um yeah so it's really easy you just have to land at you have to smack the ship down at three different um penal colonies uh as near to the landing pad as you can and what uh, yeah so there's all sorts of fun um landing at mitrand hollow when it's coming towards you is um quite something and just trying to perfect that is has been really interesting i've never had a race with so many too fast for orbital cruise bloopers i've just got dozens and dozens of them now um, but yeah, so uh, as of this evening, in regulation, Skur is winning by a ludicrous amount, like a minute and a half faster than. Bloody uh, hell! That that it's wow. You know, everyone starts bunching up at the top, and then Skur and Shay turn up and go a minute and a half faster than anyone else, and you just think, "How? I don't understand." Anyway, um, <laughs> second place Max Verstappen. Then, yeah, yeah. Second place, we have the ever-fabulously named Kevin the Stabber. And yours truly, still hanging on to third place at the moment. And I reckon I can get another good 30 seconds off that time if if things work out for me. And then in Unlimited Class, in first place, we have Skur again in a Sidewinder. Power to the mighty Sidewinder. Unlimited, you can fly any ship you like. And Skur is winning this race in a side. Love it. <laughs> 
So yeah. that's a bit just like taking the mickey, really, isn't it? And, and then talk, <laughs> talking of taking the piss in second place, we have Shay Blackwood doing it in an orca. It's insane. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> don't Honestly, the pair the orca, of them. They, orca's fast. It, it, it's not enough that they have to win, but they have to rub our noses in it by doing it in stupid ships as well. And then to there's be, everybody to be fair, else. Though, to be fair, like if you've got a ship that can do the jump range and it's reasonably yes. manoeuvrable, you're yeah. okay, right? In like manoeuvrable and super cruise. Yeah, I, I am being a bit, I am being a bit, um, what's the word, frivolous with this or whatever. Yes, actually, a lot of where you save your time in buckyball races, particularly like this, is things like having good super cruise manoeuvrability so you can come screaming in with a two-second ETA and then use that, that super cruise manoeuvrability to really bleed off the speed by doing a tight sort of corkscrew at the last minute so actually surprising ships are quite good at this um, what i find funny though is you know we've got skur and shay at the top in a side and, and an orca and then everyone else bunched up underneath imperial in imperial couriers vipers and you know all the obvious racing <laughs> ships we really need to give everyone else a bit of an advantage and put them in some tight nines or tight tens don't we that that would give everyone else a slightly fairer go yeah yeah yeah, maybe maybe the next time, if you come first, the next race you've got to do it in the Type Nine. Oh, yeah, it'd be quite good for, for the next next year's season. Maybe have some little penalties. Yeah, sort of, sort of little. Yeah, you, you could actually, you know, you got the regulation, you've got the unlimited, and then you have got the handicap. Oh, I really like that. Really <laughs> what about, or what about you can you can choose any ship in the unlimited class, but then once you've used it for one race, you're not allowed to use it for any others. Oh, that's Ooh. good as well. Ah, that's good as well. Yeah, you can take that. We won't even charge these all are, These are great ideas. We're using these next year for sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, race runs till Sunday. Um, very easy to just nip over there and give it a quick whiz. And it's, it's Yeah, it's run. only like a 20-minute run or something, isn't it? So yeah. The slowest. Uh, I'm not going to say who, but just to give an idea, the slowest times are around the 26-minute mark. So That's because I haven't had a go yet. Play <laughs> radio's Captain Slow. My, my run, my run in my crate Phantom, where I hadn't even bucked mark the places, was still less than half an hour. <laughs> so it was fine. <laughs> Not much you can do in a late half an hour, but you can give the Buckyball race a quick whiz. And it, and it took me like four attempts to land on Mirren Hollow as well. So, and also, if you haven't been to Mirren Hollow, it's worth it just for that because it is a sight to behold. Can I sneak one other thing into the community corner, actually, which um. You are quite welcome. So I I did mention uh, Edie Copilot and Razafrag, who's in chat. And um, although it's not something I've played with a lot, um, because I play the game very early in the morning, I tend not to use, um, although I use voice attack for some key bindings and things, I don't actually speak because I would end up waking my family up. But um, it does have a lot of um, speech input stuff because it was originally developed for, you know, use in VR where typing is difficult. And he's just recently added some stuff, which, as far as I can make out, basically lets you just chat with um, open AI while you're flying your spaceship. So so, so not even sort of asking questions, but you, you can just have a conversation with open AI while you're flying around, which, which sounds pretty damn awesome, actually. That's just come out, that feature. Very cool. Right. Okay. We're going to have a quick break before we come back with the in-game events. Yeah.
lucky for a long time. Earth's green again. Mars ain't red anymore. And your biggest worry has been carrier upkeep. But what happens if that changes? How are you going to keep your piece of the galaxy safe when the unknown comes at you fast? Manticore will give you the power to fight back no matter what comes your way because family's important. And you? Well, you're family now. Manticore. Come join the family. life, choose a ship, choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a f***ing big ship, choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance, choose fixed interest loan repayments, choose a space station, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose a paint job and hire purchase and a range of f***ing colours. Choose decals, exploration, and wondering where the f*** you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. And there's some f***ing comes along to steal your ship, your cargo and your clothes, leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do a thing like that? I choose not to choose life. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? And welcome back. Um, obviously, on the 26th of October, uh, the the Halloween event kicked off with a mysterious phenomenon which triggers violent attacks, uh, which also led to a eliminate the threat of the Grey Swan Fleet on the 27th of October, which is a current CG which is running. Now, this was the Halloween event, and uh, yeah... Uh, I did this on Saturday and I was thoroughly creeped out. What was everybody else's impressions? Oh, apart from Ben, who's actually deleted half of his. <laughs> I loved it. Mm. I loved it. Um, I don't. I, I like if you've not if you've not experienced it yet. Again, I would highly recommend going and experiencing it. Highly recommend using a spectrograph and seeing some extra bit and um, one extra bit on there. It is. So it is very well written. 
Um, the sound team clearly had a lot of fun. Um, there, there were some, there were some excellent logs in there. There's a, there's a really fun to and fro between two people that I absolutely fucking adore. It's so sinister and, um, and cool. And um, what was I, what was I referring to it as quite regularly? Sexy violence. It is the sexiest violence and I love it. I, I missed out on the fact that these have got audio files in it. So I've got to go back and listen to all the audio logs now. So they, they, it's not, uh, there's not a lot of them that are spoken. So you do still need to, you do still need to read them, but they do have audio. Um, mm. So sort of like background noise and interference. Some of them have a couple of words in them, yeah. but it's mostly just sort of like background noise and, ch- and um, chatter and ambient sounds, which the sound team, like, I mean, we, we don't need to say how friggin' amazing um, the Elite Dangerous sound team are, but this has just been like um, a BAFTA for your consideration in Foley. <laughs> Effectively, it's really good. It's so yeah. good. Mm. One thing I'd add on the audio, actually, is that some I, I nearly because I nearly sort of missed this. Is some some of the the yeah, like um, like Claire says, a, lo- a lot of the audio is, is sort of ambient noise um, rather than just just the, the the dialogue being read out. Some of them are quite long. Um, with some fairly quiet bits and there was a couple where I sort of didn't realise that they hadn't finished and sort of almost went to play the next log and then suddenly thought, oh, hang on, it's still going. And and there's sort of extra little crackles and interesting bits towards the end. So just let them all play out because some of them mm, are quite long. For sure. For sure. I just enjoyed just flying around the system trying to, to you know, you trying to get 10 of 10. Oh, God, I must read this story out. Um, I read something I won't mention the person's name to protect the innocent i can't remember it anyway but i saw this beautiful beautiful thing where um somebody said um uh i've got i've got 10 of the logs uh, where are the other 15 <laughs> and there was lots of backwards and forwards confusion of going what do you mean and then he i can't remember if it was the screenshot or whether he just described it but he sort of said well i've i've got this 25 slash 10 so i've got i've got the you know, like 10 slash 25. I've got the 10 out of the 25, but where's the other 15? And then, of course, the immediate response to that was, that's today's date, you complete fucking plum. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Oh, wow. Glorious. (laughs) Yeah. So after the Halloween event and the creepiness, um, I think we'll just say, Quick spoiler alert here, so if you haven't <laughs> worked this out already, um, it seems that there is a, a transmission signal that has gone through the entire of the Grace One fleet, which is a federal um, federal navy uh, fleet, and uh, they've all gone mad. Um, they've all turned into reavers and are just shooting indiscriminately. So so much so that the federal navy called in the. Um, with the Pilots Federation and said, um, can we have some help shooting our own ships, please? <laughs> yes. Um, I've actually been enjoying it because I think I've done too much Thargoid combat lately. <laughs> and it, it was just, it's like a palate cleanser. I've got into the FDL and, um, I, which I, a ship I have not flown in a, in more than a year. And then just wow. fallen in love with it. FDL on it. Amazing. Yeah. I follow, you know, and obviously in the VR and stuff like that, it's just, 
sort of there going, why do why did I not do this for for absolutely ages? And yeah, I haven't done this bit. It's it's CZs, I presume. You're doing CZs, and then oh yeah. In. Unfortunately, there's no nothing more than a low CZ. They're, they're just low CZ. They don't pay particularly well. I no, got a Corvette earlier and got forty five k, and I was like, maybe not for me. Okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, so you used to get far guy bounties, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm only like, 45k. Well, I've, I've, I've been, I've like handed in, okay, so like a million and a bit. What, yeah, from but, this CG? Yeah. How? Would, not one ship. Not for one ship, no. No, of course no. not. I didn't, I, are you sure you're in the right, are you sure you're in the right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I'm in the right place with Chris. Because I did, I did four... I did four conflict zones, and I think I made six hundred thousand from yeah, the no. four conflict zones. Uh, wow! I just did me, but the people that are gunning for the top ten who get the 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 special exclusive spectra um, aren't, aren't they in the sort of hundreds of millions? Yeah. So, so uh, Rosa Tequila, I was chatting to earlier today, and they are in. They are propping up the bottom half of the top ten, and they keep going back to it. But they said every time that they logged in and took a look at what um, where they were, um, whether the pe- the people at the top had gone up by fifty million, and they've got no idea how they're doing it because it's so slow going. They must just be stuck to their computers. Do, yeah. doing it all the time well I don't know I mean I've I've done a couple of I think I've done seven or eight uh, CZs and I've got I've had at least a million million and a half every time so yeah it's I'm, I'm doing quite well for me yeah you obviously have to do the right CZ I gather there's a war or a civil war going on in that system yeah. at the same time there are so two other wars <laughs> yeah that's unfortunate that- isn't it that is unfortunate because that's the first one I went into. I went into the wrong CZ. Um, so, but I thought, oh, well, while I'm here, pick a save. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone's doing this, do make sure you're fighting the Grey Swan fleet. Otherwise, you're doing the wrong CZ. Mm. I did notice I've, I've just had to uh, leave the system for a little bit because it turns out other system defense forces will also just randomly turn hostile for no reason. And if you shoot them, you get bounty. Um, <laughs> Oh, the good old friendly fire in Elite the Dangerous. Old, well, it wasn't friendly fire because they shot first. So oh. I, I merely shot back in self-defense and then all their friends got angry that their crazy pilot was firing at me. So, yeah. So I've I've just had to run away. <laughs> so I don't know if that's an intended thing where um, other system defense forces that are not the, the Grey Fleet uh, will also occasionally go mad and shoot people. Um, but I just got attacked near the uh, the mega ship. We'll call it. We'll just... call it a feature, Chris. Let's call it a feature. <laughs> Let's call it an intended feature where the signal has also caused other NPCs yeah. in the area to also go pew pew on you. <laughs> Actually, to tell you the truth, um, I found that not to be as much of a problem as it has been uh, as it was in the past. Um, I think they put in a a kind of limiter so that. If you shoot a friendly ship once, it's all right. But if you go over a certain level of damage, then they turn hostile, which has saved so many, so much frust- saved so much frustration. Because I think when the game first started, if you went into a CZ and just one one bullet from a multi cannon 
just happen to graze someone else's shields. Colin, a point of defense cannon. BDCs would would trigger them as well. Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah, um, it it was absolutely horrendous, and it's so much better now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I I feel sorry, obviously, for Chris, because he's... A... Oh, I, sh- I very much shot back when they shot me, so some of it's my fault. <laughs> I took it as a slight against my honour and immediately <laughs> launched fire. <laughs> Sounds fair. Yeah, fair enough then. It's a good old elite dangerous um, <laughs> law enforcement. I, I, no, I, I remember replied politely out. with my, my overcharged beams. <laughs> I think that was back in Sanders' day, wasn't it, when they fixed the friendly fire issue so that... Um... You didn't get bounties the minute somebody accidentally flew in front of you for. Oh, I, that, that was so frustrating. It really was. Yeah, but even even now, uh, uh, in the CZs at the moment, and they're going, oh, that that would, that Python's too quick, uh, too close. I'm going to hit him, which because he's green. So, yeah. <clears throat> right. Uh, well, moving away from the uh, uh, the Halloween event. Um, on the 30th of October, Vox Galactica has been looking at the war's progress, in which the, there have been plenty of gains uh, against the Thargoids this week. Um, thanks to Burr, we now know that there are several spy sites which the Thargoids have retreated to, from, rather, and um, they're effectively dead. You can actually fly around them without any interference whatsoever and take in all the, uh, all the grandeur. Yeah, but, I really want um, to go for one, actually. Yeah. Now uh, we were also under the impression that the uh, this um, once a system had spires in it or one of the matrix sites, that's it. They were locked in. You couldn't do anything. That seems to have changed. You mean they're not locking in, or no, no? They can be abandoned. They c- you can kick them out of the system. I see. So it doesn't act as a kind of beachhead and, and mm. keep them in there. So the the the. The spire sites that are abandoned, then, can you still sample and pick up the bits and pieces and, no. and do the game? So that all stops when they. That all stops, yeah. Them. Yeah. I yeah really I, doesn't some of the bio sampling down at the ground level still work? Or I, I'm sure I read that a couple of little bits still work. But, yeah. but all the kind of stuff that you, um, where you use the um, the overcharge mode on the on the charge weapon, that, that that's all kind of off and inactive, isn't it? Yeah, ah, all that, right, all, okay. all that's gone. It's it's you, you've basically got you can you can use your plant scanner to get a couple of samples, but that's it. Everything else is it basically looks like um, a very very large, but dead barnacle forest. That's <laughs> really cool. quite profitable though, isn't it? The the plant scanning the fargoid thing. If if it's easier it to get around and doesn't have fargoids pew pewing you, yeah, but it's not for people that not, want money. It won't be as exciting or as interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it because once you've scanned it once, that's it. You can't go back and scan it again. Yeah. So you I know. Think, yeah, I would say I haven't been, but I would say these are definitely worth a look because I remember when um, when the Thargoid War stuff first kicked off and we we first got like shut down Coriolis stations, mm-hmm. and those are amazing to go and visit to, they to are. see the Coriolis with the with you know the shutters down across the mail slot and all the lights off. It's just incredible very creepy so, yeah it's so eerie is it just a coriolis or have they done the they've done the other oh, no, I, think, well. I think any yeah i think any any you get um you know the big um circular ground based ports those are amazing as well when they're shut down mm. i've yet to see them yet sorry i was gonna say i do i do worry a little bit that 
because of the sites being able to be taken over, if we're too effective, we're going to end up losing <laughs> losing the biggest part of the update that we've just received was the Spire well, sites. Yeah. And, that I mean, how tight. many of them are on the edge of being taken? Do we know? Yeah, um, quite a few, actually, which is a bit of a, a shocker. Um, I'll touch on that later. Um, because on the 31st today... Um, Aegis has announced it's going to prioritise research into the aforementioned Thargoid spire sites. So you can probably expect a CG or something like that coming up soon to go in and, and get stuff from the from the live sites. Um, yeah. So I've been looking over at the Thargoid Overwatch site. And um, yeah, originally we thought that the, the spires being created would have a positive effect for the Thargoids completely wrong um all the alerts were contained this week so that means there's going to be no invasions next week um the thargoids are being seriously pushed back on all fronts um and they're predicted to fall down to 350 systems next week from um 600 i think it was at their peak um so yeah it it as Vox Machina, so Vox Machina, geez, what about Vox Galactica? Vox Galactica, easy. <laughs> if it was Vox Machina, I'd be well interested. <laughs> <laughs> As Vox Machina said, oh, you've, I've done it again. You did. Yeah, Vox Galactica has said, it looks like humanity is beginning to win this war. But of course, we know, thanks to Sally, they are coming, or something's coming. They're the so. spires. It was the spires that came in all of their phallicy goodness. <laughs> Is it possible that yes. the spires uh, are, are kind of supposed to have a positive effect for the Thargoids, and maybe even do, but it's being completely um, sort of dwarfed by the vast number of authoresses that players are killing because it's just so much fun? Because that's what I gather a lot, an awful lot of people are doing, is just earning billions and billions, killing hundreds and hundreds of authoresses. Maybe that is just having such a dramatic effect the other way that we're not seeing the positive effect that the spires had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I mean, the authoresses, or is it the authori? I can't, I don't know what the plural is. But, or through. Um, <laughs> or through. Or Maybe it's just authoress. Maybe authoress it's like she... <laughs> I think authori sounds better, but, you know. Authori. Like the plural of haggis is Haggai. Yeah, but they don't really travel in packs, so you don't really get to refer them in t- like that very often. <laughs> Only when we heard them during haggis season. That's true, that's true. I've not been to a good haggis season for a while. Oh, you should, you should uh, chasing more. them the wrong way around the mountain. We know it all. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some American looking that up. There will be. <laughs> anyway, um, on that note, I think it's the time of week again. Score alert! And welcome back 
the store alert this week. Well, we've got the the wonderful Wraith Spectre. That um, nobody so... saw coming. No one thought that that would happen. <laughs> oh, it was a huge shock to everybody involved. Yeah, this this is these are quite nice. Um, I really like them. Um, you get them in red, you get them in purple, you get them in green, you get them in blue, and you get them in grey. Um, I have to, I have to confess, I'm looking through all these pictures here, and a very subtle difference. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because yeah, I looked at the store and I was I was literally squinting at the screen, going, "Which bit is blue?" <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's just like little bits on the hoods. And and the trow and the the whatever's under the skirt, like the leggings. <laughs> we're not comment under the skirts, please. We're not king shaming. Hey, we're not king shaming. We're just talking about the armor that is underneath the overskirt. Jesus, Ben. <laughs> yeah, like the purple one looks like it's got purple, purple legs, and like the like the the red one looks like it's got orange legs. You know, so you know, that's got to be it, surely. Yeah. Maybe maybe they needed to have chosen them in a different light. Maybe it shows up differently in a different kind of maybe. light because <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bit landing bay, landing bay light it? It sources. Is very mm. Yeah, not great. Oh, great. Will will you be purchasing one? Have they have done an awesome thing about these. Um, in that, instead of selling it as a pack of six or whatever, you mm-hmm. can buy them individually. Yeah, so they're, they're which, marginally nice. cheaper. Right. Yeah, and not only they're marginally cheaper, but you're you're getting. You know, the one colour that you want and not yeah. the others that you don't. So, yeah, I'm in favour of that. Yeah, they did that, they did that with the Tricksters, though, didn't they? They, they Those were all sold separately. Um, and the X-ray ones and um, the... Uh, what is it? Ectoplasm? I could not think of what that actual actually was called. <laughs> I was going to call yeah. it something entirely different. The, the, the one that you quite the often The one. The Spaff one. The, oh, yeah. um, oh. the bright pink Spaff. Oh jeez! I've been no, watching. That... I've been watching Archer. Sorry. Now every time I see somebody with 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 that skin, I'm just going to go spaff. Absolutely, you, you, you weren't do. thinking that already, Colin. You should Jesus. do. It. Let's face it; it's spunky. <laughs> no, I was not thinking that. It's so I'm spunky, though. And, oh jeez! <laughs> yeah, it, it it is basically a teenager's room in, under nightlight. Hundred <laughs> percent. Listen, they um, were just... It's like a gentle fucking bollock painting, Go on. They were underneath the ship improving the paint job and they accidentally spilled some glowing paint on their suit. That's all it is. That's, That's what it was. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we, we're so young, hip and cool, we can come up with these excuses. <laughs> you know... The, I, I so relate to Matt Mercer sometimes because this lot, you're just like you dealing with a whole storms. Are you really struggling? <laughs> Do you need to take a lap, Colin? Is it okay? It's all right. You can walk it off. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like feeling, it's dealing with about six Sams at once, this. It's just, oh. Right. Um, I, I, I will take a walk I, before we have an ad break. <laughs> we'll get them back with some main discussion. From the makers of the MB5 Shaving Drone comes the latest in personal grooming technology. Here at Saracen, we've heard your request loud and clear. You want something new. Applying all the recent technological advances. Introducing the Panther Clipper. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. (laughs) 
The Panther Clipper is the biggest, baddest shaver credits can buy. A shave so smooth it'll shave 10 milliseconds off your buckyball time. The new Panther Clipper from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for. Sweet dreams, little ones. You rest up in your hangar bay because in the morning you'll wake up to smell fresh laser fire because you're in a federal Corvette. And there's one thing that a core dynamic ship does well, and that's kill ships. Big ships, small ships, rings of ships. We even have a go at booping asteroids. Enemy shields down, enemy dead. There's no fun at targets, Commander. That's all you'll ever have to say in a federal Corvette. Core dynamics. Let's not talk about skimmers. Is your life like this? It could be like this. Astrogator Tours. Put some excitement back in your life. Book an adventure in the Lave Business Department. Now. The what now? Welcome back. It's about that time of the year where we start thinking about the nights getting getting longer and that means more time to play Elite Dangerous because who wants to play Elite Dangerous when when it's nice and light outside? <laughs> Mostly everybody else, admittedly. But um, yes, so the question that I was going to ask everybody on this one is what do you think the plans are or where do you think we'll be uh, in the run-up to Christmas? Uh, where do you think Elite will be towards the end of the year? I mean, obviously we've got the um, uh, 7.1 coming uh, at the end of November. So knowing Frontier, that means they've probably got it feature complete right now. So they're going to be spending the next couple of weeks testing it uh, before they're happy with it. Um, so... Yeah, let's let's just quickly go around the uh, the crew, and we'll we'll start with um yeah we'll start with Claire. I, I was so glad you said that because I wanted to give the other people others a chance to think about stuff because we kind of um we definitely weren't planning on what we were talking about um <laughs> just very quickly beforehand um pay no attention to the man behind the curtain etc um so um I'm thinking um mm-hmm. I'm thinking that there is going to be some kind of change as far as the Thargoid um, war is concerned um, I don't I don't envisage and this is this is probably going to upset a fair amount of people but I don't envisage a, a situation wherein um, there are going to be a lot of feature updates in the towards from the end from now until the end of the year I don't um, envisage like a lot of stuff that is outside of Thargoid war well, things it's very very it's still going to be very very focused and i understand those people who just genuinely don't give a fuck i understand how uh disheartening that can be um i totally get it i totally get it i think it's going to be a um there's going to be some kind of resurgence or the what requires the bars to shift is going to change. They're going to change some of the parameters. They're going to move the go- the goalposts, and it's going to start to look yet again worse and worse. Because if we don't like this, this new these new things have appeared. These new mm. amazing spires have appeared, and 
um, the Thargoids aren't aren't really taking over anywhere else, as you said earlier. There's no, um, there's not going to be any um, invasions to fight or anything like that. Um, so there's not going to be any new spires or new things like that able to be inserted into the game if they don't have the footing by which to do it. So something is going to have to shift to either make us feel like the people who are still vehemently interested in the Thargoid War make them feel like they're on the back foot again, or it's going to be over by Christmas. And I don't think I don't think Frontier wanted to be over by Christmas, you know. So yeah. um, that that's kind of where I where I see it going. I don't see any big mechanic changes or anything new, with the exception of there might be something that appears that we can um, we can shove back into the place where we've been doing all the parkouring on yeah. the spires. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, but that okay. that's about it. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Um, Alec, do you want to? Have you got any uh, thoughts yeah, on this? Uh, yeah, I was thinking um, this seventeen point one. Um, what was it they called it? Reliability, stability, ability patch. Yes, I I sort of don't feel like this is going to incense some people of course but i don't feel like elite is desperately in need of a stability update there's there's always bugs that can be fixed mm-hmm. but it's not like there's some major issue that that desperately needs fixing and we all know exactly what they're going to fix in 17.1 so i sort of feel like 17.1 um while it may well have a bunch of nice little bug fixes is going to sneak something in and i do sort of I think yeah. there is a secret CG running. I, I'm not sure there's going to be an open CG, but I think that last Galnet news story is reminding us that there's a secret CG running to do with handing stuff into Palin, mm-hmm. which we've seen before. And that, yeah, so something is going to be released. Um, Claire's just reminded me that it may well be something that we can insert into, <laughs> into those receptacles up on top of the spires. But but there's there's another piece in this puzzle, isn't there? I... I almost felt like we'd we'd seen everything. You know, we've seen the spires, we've got to the Titan, we've mm-hmm. got all the things that let us get to the Titan, we can rescue people. I almost let myself believe it was over. <laughs> yeah, you but, can rescue people, yeah. Well, some yeah, it is difficult. Mm. Um I, I've walked away from it as well, it's too difficult. But but nevertheless, we haven't seen everything. There's there's a final piece to this, isn't there? I yeah. feel. Yeah, I think I think there's one more plot point to come before Christmas. Like, yes, and we're all going to die. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it may just um, be a limpet, you know. But I think there's it, one might, more it, it might be a limpet. Also, there's a there's a big um, there's a big relic shaped beacon still hanging over our head. <laughs> it is. Well, I have another theory on that. Shall I plow on? Um, or... Yeah, I was I was actually going to to give um, uh, Ben let, let, and, and Chris a start, yeah. and then we'll come back straight back to you then, Alec. Then. Right, no um, <laughs> uh, ben, yeah, I just as as we were alluding to earlier, there is a we're, we're currently collecting a bunch of individuals in secure locations. <laughs> Might, I lost yeah. everyone again. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was Discord again. It was Discord oh, again. It's fine. Okay. Okay, so, um, yeah, we've got a bunch of people in, in secure locations, and yes. I'm waiting for them to be activated. Mm. Um, I'm waiting. I, I I would not be at all surprised if that if that, that little worm in their, in their ears gets sent off before Christmas. And it would be a fun little thing for us to do over Christmas as well. They've each got a little tadpole in their head. 
they've each got a little tadpole, and it's it's just you know saying kill them all, um, and you know they're 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 in lovely locations, and we could all go along and you know have cups of tea with them, and then they'll come away and eat our brains, and I, I think that they could they could get that activated before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting, uh, Chris. I, I would slightly counter that, which is in in my world, um, you don't do major major changes just before the Christmas break when everyone goes missing. <laughs> um, I would agree with you there, Chris. Apart from the fact that's exactly when Frontier went off and released a little game <laughs> by the name of Elite Dangerous. I mean, and they've done other things absolutely. like that in the past as well. So, absolutely, yeah. their change management people might be even crazier than <laughs> our change management people. That is definitely, um, definitely there. Embargoes are there to be broken, people. Um, but <laughs> I don't always change features on live, but when I do, but when I do, I do it in style. Uh, when I do it, it's zombies. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, that is the sort of thing that's kind of holding that over our heads at the moment and after our conversation about how we're doing in the Fargoid War, I do think that the next update is potentially going to come with some changes in the Fargoid dials of what they need to do and what we need to do in order to win and gain systems. I think something's definitely going to come along that's going to make it more difficult for us or at least push it back to a form of stalemate. Uh, in order to not drag it out, that's probably the wrong term, but in order to push it on a little bit further, potentially. I don't know what that'll be. I don't know if it'll be a new Fargoid variant. I think we've probably got enough Fargoid variants out there at the moment, but there'll be something that's going to come along that's going to push us back a little bit and make it more difficult for us, whether it's things like the Orpheuses, can't say that word, getting more difficult to sample or the samples not meaning as much things like that i think are going to suddenly kick in yeah i'm hope i'm hoping that that would would kick in at the moment i personally myself i'm i'm agreeing with everybody here um i do feel that in order for this storyline or this this um this piece of content to remain interesting i think at this point there has to be another a twist and it could be that 17.1 has that has the trigger for that twist um, embedded in it. Uh, I don't think that we're going to get anything... Um, I don't think we're going to get a full update 18 or anything like that. Um, I think it, it's it's just going to be one little thing just before Christmas. Because when you think about it, um, they say, right, end of November, that gives us a week, maybe two weeks, to fix any issues that come up with 1701, and then they can let it run over Christmas and New Year. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how that happens. Uh, but then, back to Alec. You know what? I might retract it because it's a little bit off topic. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> think, I was gonna think more into next year, but I, I think it's too soon for that. Let's. Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. put my uh, fork back in that one. Yeah, that's what we do at the end of the year. We talk about predictions for next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to save that for another show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need, to, we need to save that one for the one before Christmas. Yeah. We need to find content somewhere, for God's sake. We always find content somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in order to annoy the guard frequency, we'll just have to do a couple of extra episodes, which are just greatest hits. You can. When am I going to get time to do that? <laughs> do a Golden Girl special actually, or something actually, like that. Actually, you know what we can do? You know what we can, we can do? We can, we'll, just give it, we'll just give it to Chris Mark 4 and make him do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I am paying attention while I'm trying to shoot people on the stream here. <laughs> can we can multitask. Damn, he noticed. I told you it was hard, Chris. <laughs> we can just do an episode where we each go away and program our own open AI personality and just let them talk oh, to each gross. other. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> That, made, that makes Chat. me feel sick oh. to my stomach. Chat GPT, I'd break yeah. it. I probably, I'm knowing my my ability to break code. I'd probably be the only person who could break Chat GPT. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean, update eighteen. I don't think we'll unless unless they they have been playing a blinder. I don't think we'll get anything this year at all for an update eighteen. Um. No, I don't either. Yeah. I mean, what what kind of state would you... I mean, the ultimate would be, you know, this is where the land war starts, but I don't think we're even going to get that. No, I've, I've had next year. very strong doubts about on-put Thargoids for a very long time. I don't would you reckon mid-year next year, then? I'm, yeah. I'm hoping first quarter next year, actually. But, again, we can talk about that. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have no yeah. content for other shows. Oh, God. <laughs> no we'll figure out something we always awesome. do right well we'll move on to um quickly any other business oh, um, oh, can, I, can i just quickly add on i do oh. think vault vaults 862 has a great idea and they're saying we're going to get a t7 ship kit what we're going to get a t7 ship kit so, so, wait, so vault vault really likes really 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 likes type 7 as they um, should it is awesome sure um Sure, um, and then um, that's why 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 they want it. You, can, you yeah. can't really help it when someone's that mentally disabled, you know. <laughs> well, what, what are we thinking? We're thinking go faster stripes, like a nice big, like, sporty <laughs> spoiler for the aerodynamics on the brick. I'm I'm thinking ice cream van livery, like with a ship kit for the Type Seven not be removing parts to make it more aerodynamic <laughs> rather than adding anything to it. Oh, well, sorry, like, Vault. This is really mean. I mean, really, it's, it's a good, it's a good building block. Now you just need, you, you know, you can add. Uh, you can't it's like make the, it uglier. It's like the generic Lego brick, isn't it? <laughs> you want to be able to put two T sevens together. <laughs> you know how people do like ship kit things, you know, like micro models and things like that, and you just have a two by four thick brick as a T seven. Well, you think about it. You could then assemble as many T7s into whatever beautiful structure you could put together. Ah, yeah, Lego oh. would probably sue. <laughs> I have seen some lovely ship kits, but you know, for different games. Uh, not ship kits, um, Lego models. Yes, very true. Very true. Um, right, you've got, any, you've got some other business, Ben. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Uh, I need to go down to it, but I do have it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yes, that's what it was. Um, so yeah, I, I was just lurking around on the internet earlier, and I saw that you can digitally shove your name in a bottle on a probe that's going to Europa. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to. I, I know it's silly. I know it's basically a couple of bits on a memory stick on a satellite, and I don't care. My name is going to Europa. Um, Mine's is on the Mars rover. Mine yeah, is also yeah. I'm also on the Mars rover, and you know, I it's it's silly. It's not silly. Get your name in fucking space. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know, in it's space. like yeah. My my name is sitting on a memory stick on the Mars rover, and it will and it's now been approved 
to go to one of Jupiter's moons that might support life, and the very first thing these aliens might see is my name if they manage to decode it. Yeah, you are so you know, going to regret that when Arnold Schwarzenegger turns up on your door with a clipboard <laughs> and says, Ben Moss Woodward. As long as he finishes it with, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> oh, I, I fell for a, a, a practical joke that's been going around. There is, this is actually mm-hmm. true that there is a mission going to this planet um, in 2024, 2025. They planned this. Yeah, yeah but, the Europa uh, mission is 2024 and it gets to Europa tw- uh, 2030. Yeah. Um, this particular thing that I fell for was that NASA were about to run a, uh, a competition for the mission name of what the of the probe they're sending to Uranus. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to say yeah. anything. No, I think I think the fact I clicked on the link and then it, it took me straight to a Rick roll. I went, I should have known. Well played, whoever that was. Yeah. Yeah, well I am actually, ironically enough, I am actually um, I'm re-listening to The Martian, uh, and I and I am loving it, and it's mm. narrated by Will Wheaton. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Ironically, NASA are actually sending a mission to that aforementioned planet quite soon, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're not opening it up to the public. Uh, Project Hail Mary is a pretty good book as well, Ben. If you get the chance, the, the I, I've, I've got it. I've, I've got it, and I've listened to it. Uh, and of course, that is also set in the same universe as the Expanse. Is it? Yep. Oh, right. The... So, sorry, Colin. Just just to be clear, the NASA aren't opening Uranus up to the public. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and we have a show title. Quite true. Uh, uh, no, um, the oh, I can't, um, the author the authors of the Expanse basically named one of their ships the Mark Watney. All oh, right, gotcha. Uh, and the author of the Martian. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll accept that they're in the same universe. <laughs> well, hang on, the expanse is in the same universe as the Martian. Yes. Oh, that makes <laughs> so the, sense. The Martian is a prequel to the Expanse. <laughs> After a fashion. But did they not also name the Millennium Falcon and things in there as well, though? <laughs> On I don't the screens think... and the. I'm trying to remember oh, the screens um, and the oh, in, in the, the battles. In the TV show, you had a bunch yeah. of people from Aliens. Yeah, um, things like that going on as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I. I wouldn't quite call that alpha canon, as it were. But yeah, I know it's in there as a little fun little Easter egg, definitely. Uh, but the Martian is, you know, this is two authors of the books saying, yeah, okay, we're we are as far as we're concerned, we're in the same universe. <laughs> I like the well, Yeah, I mean, it's not as if one can can. Uh, oh. Can countermand the other, or you wouldn't have a canon problem, would you? Mind you, Star Trek is the only thing that I know that has got three different levels of canon, which, which is well, Star Wars used to as well. It's really weird. Uh, canon and legends, and now you've got canon and what you choose to ignore as you know, you just pretend that certain films don't exist. Yeah, and somehow everything's fine. Somehow the Emperor returned, and that's canon. Yeah, mm, I know. They fly now. They fly now. Right. Um, let's have a quick look at the question of the week. <laughs> so, um, what's the spookiest thing you can find or do in Elite? We didn't have a lot of answers to this, but it's all good. No. 
No, but it's 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 nice to it's nice to get some response. Yeah, for sure. Epaphos uh, found landing on the dark side of the planet at the edge of the galaxy quite spooky. Looking up, and there's just nothing but darkness. It, it is sounds spooky. Li- sounds like you're landing on the planet Cricket. Now let's see who can knows what that one's about. H two G two. Oh, you do. I want to see what the <laughs> if any of the chat did. Yeah, sure they did. Sure they did. Who's taking home burger? Um, definitely Alec, because I'll have to do the next one. Right. I'll do hamburger. <laughs> yeah, Who you says, will. <laughs> I find black holes to be one of the creepiest, spookiest phenomena in the game. They really give me the willies in a good way. I have a sidewinder <laughs> called the Palomino. Guess the reference sci-fi buffs that is used purely for visiting the black hole. HIP 34707. B. Mm, yes, they are good black holes. I don't know where the Palomino comes from. No, me neither. Listen, the only Palomino thing I know is, is isn't it a kind of horse? Oh, yeah. knowing Homburger, it could be. Oh, but that's not a sci-fi reference. No. Unless there's a sci-fi is, horse. Is, is there a about. Palomino reference that is alongside black holes, I'm going to assume? I don't know the Disney black hole film well enough, so uh, it might let me, be let me, I let, I, like, If you're happy for me to Google it... You I'm Google, Google it. it. You Google it while um, we the do The Black Ben. The Black Hole, 1979 film, The Palomino Decide to Investigate. I, I was right. My, my guess was right. You were right. Well done. The Black Hole, that was a decent movie, but it just didn't seem to capture the same imagination. Hmm. So, so I, I'm next. Yes. Um, so um, my favourite, my, my favourite spoofy bits are like very much centralized, centralized around... Um, law-based events, um, specifically like Madness and Ghosts, which mm-hmm. is the generation ship fetus, which kind of like sits in line with the Halloween event as well. Um, it, it's a very similar messaging and theming. And where um, generation ship fetus is found is 15 light years away from where the new thing is. Um, so, and, and there's a, there's a link there, except that it's not in a direct line from soul. So it questions whether the generation ship turned anyway, madness and ghosts is brilliant. Um, really, really up there. Any of the abandoned bases, um, that are like the, the Thargoidy, um, abandoned bases that are all in the green haze. Yeah. Very yeah. cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in the dark. And also a very personal favourite of mine is the Inralog whistleblower because it goes so hard. Um and it's 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 sort of like strange, creepy. It also helps that the 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 person who performs it is fucking phenomenal and my favourite person of all time at the moment, um, who deserves BAFTAs for maybe other games. <laughs> I wonder who that could be, darling. I wonder who yeah. that could be. Yeah. As Elvis Trevin says, that newborn. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 um him. Um so yeah, but it's it's very good. It's very good. It's it also does like proper creepy things. Um so yeah, there's a lot of amazing voice lines and amazing audio logs that have a proper creepy creepy factor. Although to be fair, all of the generation ships yes. are fucked are fucked up and weird in the most best possible way. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, Ben. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. You know, my favorite spooky stuff is the Guardian sites, and I just love them so much. But my God, you know, as as we said early, 
earlier, they give me the willies, especially when it's nighttime, and it always seems to be nighttime. Yes, they do, actually. They seem to be on always on tightly locked planets in the dark. Yeah. You've never visited a Guardian site in the light? I know there are some, but you know, it all, whenever I have to go no, to the mean. Guardian site, it seems to be nighttime. If you go to a random one, good chance it's in the dark. Mm. The eerie sounds around them as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like bleh. Oh, and also the music, because yeah. the music changes as well. The background mm. music changes when you get to a Guardian site, which is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can do the next one. Uh, okay. Commander Odysaurus. Um, in a universe with so much life, stumbling across derelict ships in the dark is always spooky. They were eerie in the 70s, and they mm. remain eerie to this day. Mm. Mm. I must admit, going to a crashed Thargoid site in the dark is quite eerie, especially when you start hearing the uh, the probes all, all making noises in the background. Yeah. Uh, right, so we've got Silas Resi. Um, the generation ships are the old abandoned bases, huge, remote, and shrouded in mis- mystery, along with the cracking voice act- acting. I love visiting them and poking around. I know I don't find anything new, but it is very immersive. Which, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll touch on that later, I think. For sure. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll grab, grab this one. It's nice and short. Um, <laughs> Polytropus um, responds specifically with Etienne Dawn, which, I mean... You're not wrong. I it's mean, a family of folk. There's, there's just bargains, 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 right? Dawn is concerned. Don't it creep you out every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Alec? Uh, yeah, so mine, this is me, and um, I have, like, hunted YouTube high and low for this video, and I just cannot find it now. It was years ago it may have been frontier's very first video competition and incidentally frontier why not do another video competition i was looking i was finding all of these old mm. um, video competition entries on youtube they're all bloody fantastic do another one of those anyway um way way back somebody made a little machinima video where it, i think it was in a cobra could have been a python and it was quite spooky and eerie, and it was a commander flying out into the black, and it was one of those sort of lonesome exploration videos where he's sort of reminiscing about where he's been and where he's going, all by himself. But he keeps nervously looking over to the right, which in the Cobra and the Python, you have an empty seat next to you, and there's sort of dialogue, and he looks to the right, and he looks back, and then he looks to the right, and he looks back, and it goes on. It's quite a short video, as I recall. And the final jump scare is he looks to the right and had done a, like an Ascorbius job on it and animated this grotesque sort of um, terrifying jump scare of a, of a figure sat in the, the co-pilot seat sort of looking back at him. And honestly, it's stayed with me ever since. Every single time I fly either of those damn ships. Easy, I expect <laughs> and I've got headlocked. You know, I've got a head look on. I always, I always find myself nervous <laughs> looking at that seat. It's a bit like you know the classic scene in a horror film where you, you, you see a reflection in the in the bathroom mirror. I don't think any of us can ever quite look in a bathroom mirror without being reminded of those sort of scenes. It's right, so note to note to self: <laughs> put a co-pilot in just for Alex, please, half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Well, um, I'll just put in my little one which is the um uh, I, I agree that the bases have been are absolutely fantastic but the one that freaked me out the most was the far god sites 
it's where you know you 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 discover that the uh, the fog god had been had at camps in on planets uh, and there was all these audio logs about people going into uh, into sleep sleeping pods so they were going to be sent off into space to meet the fog god and yeah that was it was quite freaky and then you come across the one message where someone is panicking saying that i'm an undercover i'm an undercover operative please help get me out of this get me out of this now and it just reminds me so much of the some of the horror type things in space 1999 that just just creeped me out when i was a kid so yeah that that's the one that got me really should get back into some of these logs, either in the codex or just go and do a little tour and go and do them again, because I've forgotten those ones. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I haven't actually finished them. There's about um, three or four sites I haven't visited because I got distracted at some point. I'm going to have to go back and do them and, and finish them off, just so that you know I can put them all, check them off the tick, uh, tick them off, all, off the list and make sure they're in the codex. Because one of the problems that I've... Uh, I don't like it when you go to somewhere with audio logs and it doesn't go in the, the codex. It just feels like I've lost those logs forever. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's mm. a great shame. You know, the codex needs to be this sort of awesome... I'd almost quite like it. I don't know, it's a bit of a giveaway, I suppose, but it, mm. it'd be almost quite neat if it had the blanks. So you could like an iSpy book. You could oh, yeah, for sure. See the ones you hadn't got yet. It's all kind of like an achievement list. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Yes, well, thanks to everybody who has uh, contributed to those questions. Very, very nice. Has anybody else got any other business they want to quickly touch on? Nope. Nope. Okay, right. Well, in that case, shout-outs. We'll give a shout-out to the usual Hutton Orbital Radio, which broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You tune in at twitch.tv, Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, you can go to over to the CQC Discord and wave to them at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC, all one word. We've got shout-outs to a couple of other uh, Elite Dangerous podcasts. That will be the Guard Frequency and the wonderful Loose Screws. Uh, unfortunately, there's been no Galnet News Digest tonight because Commander Witherspoon has been um, busy trying to keep our trains running in the dark, which is is quite frightening. <laughs> we do have something to play though we do have something to play and we'll 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 leave that up as a surprise <laughs> um we'll also thank uh, all those who have chipped into the twitch chat and what in-game commanders or who which in-game commanders have been joining and, and, and Andy Tomo has joined us this evening um oh, nice. helping us kill our fellow humans or former humans or whatever the hell they are Yes, our brainwashed you, our reavers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, special thanks goes to Commander Tokuso, JN Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music for this show. Uh, so that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with us, then you can find all the contact links in the home slash contact contact us menu uh, on the website uh, do let us know if you've got any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode Live Radio is recorded live on Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live so thanks to the Chris Mark Four. you're welcome thanks to Commander Alec Turner thanks Colin, night all <laughs> thanks to Commander Psychit 
villains disassemble no more. I admit the deed, tear up the floor. Here, here, it is the beating of his hideous heart. Oh, no, that's his brain. Where did I put his heart? Okay, uh, yeah, um, bravo. Yes, well done. Um, Ben, thank you. Uh, night. <laughs> He's, he was looking up a, a Shakespeare sonnet and thought, no, I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I so, uh, have that <laughs> special thanks. Special thanks, of course, goes to today's t- uh, new tech specialist. That would be the little biggin. Chris Mark Five. Chris Mark Five. Chris Mark Five. Is he? Yeah. He's Chris Mark Five. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. Is that in the show notes? Yep. Oh dear, I am so. I do apologise. Can't even get our tech people right now. So until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. This is definitely one for Excalibur Troops Hall of Fame, if we had one. The Holloway Bioscience Institute said they lost contact with one of their labs. They hired us to investigate and evacuate the staff if necessary. Well, there's no doubt the staff are dead, but we have no idea what happened. We found some empty clothing and suits stained with frozen blood. The base has been without power for weeks, but there are no bodies. No signs that they left the settlement either. It's possible that- Captain, this is Tulani. Thought you'd like to know. The power center's coolant system must have been faulty because the base techs rigged some geothermal conduits to pump waste heat underground. But I've got everything reactivated, so all systems are back online. 
Great work, Corporal. Keep me informed. Sterling out. Okay, that's some good news. I've got most of the team searching for clues and Lieutenant McKellar is downloading their data files. So hopefully we'll soon... Wait, I can hear gunfire. Sergeant Gerard, come in. Gerard, report. Captain, stand by. I'm entering the engineering block now. Rock, Buckley, cease firing. What are you... Oh my God. They're coming out of the floor. What the hell are they? Buckley, get back. Get them off me. Get them off me. We're in trouble. Serious trouble. These things have come out of nowhere on us swarming through the base. Tunison, Buckley and Webster are dead. Patel and Cook too, I think. They came crawling up through the floor grates in the engineering block. Hundreds of them all at once. I've never seen anything like them before. Similar to spiders, but with too many legs. Completely white in colour. Each one's about the size of a fist, with a round mouth like a lamprey. And they move like lightning. I ordered my people to wipe them out, but there's just too many. So now Captain, we're go- we've sealed the bulkheads in Section 3, but they, they got past them. They're spilling out of the air vents on top of us and- Sergeant, pull back to the control centre now. Do you need me? No! Gerard's down. Dead. How can Gerard be dead? He was my first recruit when... I need to get us out of here. This is Captain Sterling to the Excalibur. Come in. Emergency code Omega. Bring the ship down immediately for full extraction. Excalibur, respond. There's one on my leg. I can't see it. I got it. It's gone. Lean on me, Sam. I've got you. Let's go. Excalibur, this is a code Omega. Come in. I don't understand. Comms are open. Why aren't they responding? Transponder signal is... No signal. The ship's not there. What happened to them? What the hell's going on? We've gathered in the control centre. Those who are left. Half of my team is gone. The whole base is in darkness, apart from our suit lights, and the power centre has been shut down. That's what's caused those things to appear in the first place. McKellar downloaded the research team's final report, made after the first attack. Their xenologists believe the creatures come from an enclosed subterranean ecosystem over a kilometre below the moon's surface. It's likely that they see an infrared, like thermal imaging, when they hunt other heat-producing animals. So the waste heat being pumped underground was a massive attraction to them, melting the subsurface ice and allowing them to call up the pipes. Captain, I'm in maintenance hatch four. We've finished blocking the vents, but Jules hasn't returned yet. I'm going back out to find her. Hold your position. If that last doorway isn't sealed, they'll be able to get in. Roth, come in. This is Sterling. Report. I repeat, this is Captain Sterling to Private Roth. Respond immediately. Seal it, Corporal. That's an order. Yes, sir. There's nothing we can do now but wait. 
Without the power centre's heat, we're hoping that those things will retreat back underground and leave us alone. I can hear them, out there in the dark, scuttling along the floors and walls, trying to find some crack to crawl through and get to us. If they do, well, I've still got a fully charged cell on my carbine. That should be enough for everyone who's left. I won't let them go out like the others. It worked. It took a couple of hours, but the creatures are gone. McKellar confirmed that the geothermal pipes have refrozen, which should stop them climbing back up again. On my orders, he blasted the power center's controls, so they're stuck underground forever. Now all we have to worry about is asphyxiation. With no juice for the environmental systems, the air won't last long. Our suits will give us a few more hours, but since our ship has vanished, we're trapped down here. I've sent out a message on the emergency beacon, but we're hundreds of light years from any- Corporal Thulani definitely isn't within the perimeter. He must have sealed the hatch from the other side. I think he might have gone to look for jewels. Uh, Private Roth. They were kind of close. Acknowledged. Add his name to the list of the dead, please. Stalling out. That's... I didn't know about Thulani and Roth. Should I have known? suppose it doesn't matter now. Captain, there's a ship right above us in low orbit. A megaship. What? Thank God. It must have picked up our beacon. Can you identify it? Scanning now. It's a strange one. Looks like it might be a dredger clan. There are tribal markings all over it. I can just about make out a name on its hull. Phagos, I think it says. A couple landing craft are heading down. Let's have a welcome party ready at the main airlock. Lieutenant selling out. Well, some good luck at last. I'm sure these scavengers will want payment for rescuing us, but it'll be worth every credit. Travelling with the Dredger Clan is hardly going to be a luxury cruise. Still, anything's better than being eaten alive. <laughs>